Welcome to Leading Lights. You are about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. We've been talking about your testimony, how you give it, and how amazingly powerful it can be. We've seen different examples from the Bible and from everyday people's lives of how we can tell a story and how God inhabits it and uses it and takes it as a weapon and achieves great things. Today, I want to give a slightly different aspect to our testimony, and it's entitled God's Testimony. And this passage from 1 John chapter 5 will explain it. It says, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his Son. So it says that, yes, you have a testimony, you have a witness, and it is great, and it is powerful and wonderful, and I'm not diminishing it in any way, but it says the testimony of God is greater. God has a testimony, and it says it's about His Son. Verse 10, He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe has made who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. So when I believe that testimony that God has given about his son inhabits me, it comes to live inside of me and it shines out of me. When I'm telling my story, God's story comes out as well. And then it says in verse 11, beautiful summary verse, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in His Son. That God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. So I would like today just to speak briefly about this God element. You see, we can tell our story and even though we mention God and we talk about what God has done, if we don't include any of God's testimony, which is His Word, His Bible, if we don't include any of that, any of the message of the Gospel, then it has power, but it could be more powerful. And actually, the Bible says that it's God's words that enable a person to become a new creation, a born-again Christian believer. Let me put it another way. If you just told your story about God, but in your own words only, and there was none of God's word in it, it is impossible for that person to become a Christian. Wow. You say that's a shocking thought. Why do you say that? Well, listen to this. 1 Peter 1 says, We have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. In other words, the seed that has to go in to a human being's heart and spirit and mind to enable them to be born again, to be made a brand new person, a brand new creation, uh, a, a Christian. That seed is God's word. And there must be some element of God's word for a person to be saved. Now, you may balk at that. And you may say, whoa, I don't know much of the Bible. I can't tell scriptures and I can't quote them. That's okay. If all you can do is tell your testimony, and it may be 
that you don't have time to include God's word in your testimony, but you could invite them. You could create a thirst and an expectation for more. And eventually that person may hear God's word because it's God's word, that seed that causes them to be born again. So what I'd like to do is just talk about three scripture verses. Obviously, there are many in the Bible that we could use and quote. And in my notes for this talk, which will be on our website, leadinglightsnetwork.com, I will list many, many verses that you can memorize and use them uh, a bit like tools in a tool belt, depending on the circumstance. As you're giving a testimony about various things, you can throw in verses here or there. But I'm just going to talk about three today. The first is this one we've just read. 1 John 5 verse 11, it says, And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. So let's just talk about each part of that little testimony. It's a summary verse. This is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. It starts with God. It's got to be God, a God thing. He is the one that is all important. And so uh, the gospel starts with God. If we are telling people a gospel that is human centered, that is about me and how great I am or my needs or, or all about benefiting me, then it's not the gospel. It's got to be about God. It's not about you. It's about him. God has given. So that word has means it's a past tense. If we're going to include the gospel, it's a past tense thing. You see, um, modern religion and religiousness says if you do enough, you might get to heaven. But the gospel says God has done it. He has given us eternal life. It's a past done deal. And all we need to do is receive it and say thank you. So God has given. Also, it's a gift. This word given means it's a gift. It's not something you can earn. It's so valuable, so expensive, so precious that you could never earn it. It has to be a gift. These are the elements of the gospel that we can include if we get a chance in our testimony. Let me just clarify. There are times where you just have a 30 second gap to tell a short thing of what God has done. You don't have time to be going into this long story of the gospel. There are other times you have two, three minutes. Maybe you can include some. There are other times where someone says to you, tell me why you believe. And then you can start including the gospel. So God, it's got to be about God, has given. It's in the past and it's a gift from God. It's never something I can be proud of, boast about, say, I was so religious. I did this. No, no. God has in the past given by grace. Eternal life, eternal life. And this is what it's all about. It's, it's not about the here and now. You know, sometimes we think the gospel is about me getting healed right now or restoring a friendship or relationship right now or getting rich right now. And that is part of the blessing of God coming into our lives. But the key is it's about eternity. It's not about this world here and now. The blessings and the benefits are eternal life. If you tell someone the gospel is all about you being happy and healthy and blessed, then they start to think selfishly. And when they go through dips and trials in this life, which we all do, then they stop believing. But if you tell them it's about heaven and any blessings on earth are just a, an added bonus, then that makes it clear. And then it says, and this life is in his son. So God has given us eternal life, eternal life. You know, the other thing about life is that the opposite is death. God is the source of all life. Part of the gospel is that God is the source of all life. Wherever you see life, peace, joy, thriving, 
all those good things, it comes from God. God is, is good. Uh, James tells us, James chapter 1, that he is the father of lights. And every good and perfect gift comes from him, the father of lights, in whom there is no shadow or shifting or changing or turning. He is good, 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 and it's life. And so it's great to tell people about the life and the good things God has done. But then we say, but eternity is our goal. And then lastly, it says, and this life is in his son. It's all about Jesus, folks. It's all about Jesus. You know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except by me, except through me. The Bible says Jesus is the only way. John 3.36, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not believe in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. It's all about Jesus. Acts 4.12, there is salvation, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. 1 Timothy 2 verse 5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. To be testified in due time. And so this life is in his son. And we can bring this into our testimony. If we tell people about Jesus, it's about the son of God. He came and became a human being. He lived a life just as we live. He died on a cross for our sins, not for his own, because he was perfect and sinless. And he paid the ransom. When he was hanging on that cross, he said, it is finished. It is paid in full. I have paid the price. I have done the job. It is completely paid for. The ransom has been paid and he paid for our sins. This life is in his son and we are in the son ourselves. It goes on in verse 12 to say, he who has the son has life. He who does not have the son. So the life is in the son, but then the son is in us. Jesus comes into us. So that's the first verse I, I want you to just see. If you're saying, how do I bring the gospel, God's testimony into my testimony? These are the points. It's about God. God has given past tense gift, a gift not by works, grace, eternal life, the good things from God, the life that comes from God and heaven when we die. And this life is in his son. It's all about Jesus and what Jesus did for us on the cross. That's enough, my friends. You know, we said that the seed that enables us to be born again, the incorruptible seed that gives us new life is his word. And that's enough. Just one verse is enough. And even if you don't use the exact words of the New King James Bible that I'm using or the whatever version you use, even if you don't use the exact words, if you use these words in your testimony, you say there is a God. He has given. It's not something you earn. It's been done. Eternal life and peace and joy through Jesus who died on the cross for us. You have explained this verse and you've included it in your testimony. Two other verses. The next one is a very well-known one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3 verse 16. Now why am I going through this? Because I'm saying that your testimony, if it is including God's testimony, his words about his son, then it has the power to make people 
become new believers, new creations, new person, new people in Christ. And John 3.16 is a very well-known verse. You could include this. It starts with, God so loved the world that he gave, etc., etc. There are just a few points. Let's go through them quickly. God, it's all about God. It starts with God. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith it's impossible to please God, because whoever comes to him must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. God is the starting point of all of this. We've got to look to God, not humans. God so loved the world. It's all about his grace. You know, God is not a harsh judge looking for a reason to punish and hurt us. He loves us. He loves us. He's good. He's kind. He, he longs for us to be forgiven and saved and healed and brought close to him and to spend eternity with us. God so loved the world. If you can include that in your testimony, even that enough, God loves you. That is enough to, to get the ball rolling. That is the, the very minimum of the gospel. God loves you. Wow. God so loved the world. There's nobody excluded. Later on, it says, whoever believes in him. There is nobody excluded. Some people think, I'm, I'm too bad. I, I can't come to God. I've done too many wrong things or it's not for me. But it, the verse says, God loved the whole world and whoever believes. Jesus died for them all. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He gave it a gift. It's not something you can earn. Many people think in their minds, I have to attend this many church services. I have to have my name on a church list. I have to have gone through these rituals or traditions. I have to have done so many good deeds and my good deeds have to outweigh my bad deeds and, and then maybe I'll get in. But the gospel says it's a gift. He gave, he gave, he gave. You could never pay for it. You could never earn it. And if we think we can earn it, we are demeaning and devaluing the value of Christ's sacrifice on the cross for us. These are the elements of the gospel that you can include in your testimony. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. This speaks of the uniqueness of Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Everything in the gospel condenses into the cross. On the cross, Jesus hung there and he exposed his himself to the punishment that we deserved. There was this great exchange or transfer or swap that happened where my sin was put on him and his righteousness and perfection and purity was put on me. It's all in the Son, his only begotten Son, the unique Christ, the only one. There is no other way to God other than Jesus that whoever believes in him, faith is, is, a, is a part of this. If we can include faith in what we say, then we are including God's testimony in our testimony. And faith is simply this. It's believing something I cannot see or sense with my normal senses. And some people will react against this and say, well, I only believe what I can see. But the reality is all of us believe many things every day that we don't see. We, we take the word of somebody we trust and we say, I believe you. If you go to the doctor and you're having chest pains and you think you're dying and he says, no, no, you just have indigestion, you're fine. We trust him and we are at peace and calm again. That is faith. We don't have the medical degree to know whether he's telling the truth or not, but we trust him by faith. And so 
Faith is part of what we are sharing in the gospel. It says, whoever believes in him. And what this means is I believe Jesus came to earth. I believe that he was who he said he was, the son of God. I believe that he died and rose again for me to pay for my sins and to show that he is God. And I believe that he is alive right now. And then it says, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is the the fact of the gospel that I choose whether I accept this gift or not. God has done it. It's done in the past. It's completely paid for. It is a, a done deal and a gift that is fully wrapped and ready to be used. But I have to say yes by faith. I have to believe and say yes. And if I don't, what I'm doing is I'm cutting myself off from the source of life because all of us as humans have cut ourselves off from God, the source of life and joy and peace and everything good. And so perishing is the the net result of the choice that I make. But the gift is available. Whoever believes, even up to the very last moment, the last breath of their lives, people can accept this. And if we choose it, we have everlasting life, 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 life. Jesus said that the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. And we can tell that in our testimony. We can say God brings life. He who comes to God must believe that he is, that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who come to him. He wants to bless His plan and His will for us is good, pleasing, and perfect. These are parts of the gospel, God's testimony, that we can weave into our own. There's just one more verse I want to show you, and it's John chapter 3, verses 3 and 6. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, And that which is born of spirit is spirit. And this is just a verse showing that it's not something I can earn or deserve or be good enough or balance the scales, tip them in favor of good or bad. No, no, I have to be born again. It has to be a supernatural thing. God's spirit has to come in and make me brand new on the inside. And that is part of the gospel, that it's not something I earn but it is a gift. And when my spirit is made new, my nature is changed on the inside. And I want to serve God. I want to please him. I want to love him. And that is what is part of becoming a Christian. You can easily weave these things into your testimony, my friend. I'm going to just summarize what these elements are. There's four of them. Grace, being born again, faith or believing, and Christ. Those are the four elements that I believe should be included in our testimony to make it a God testimony. So grace is a gift. It's not something I can earn. Many people, most people think I have to be better than somebody else to get into heaven. God says, no, nobody can be good enough. We have all sinned, all fallen short of the glory of God. It's a gift by grace. Grace is the first part of God's testimony that you can weave into yours. The second is being born again by his spirit. It's a supernatural spiritual thing. It's not something I sense with my five senses. It is supernatural and spiritual. The third thing is believing, just simply seeing something that I cannot measure, but I trust and believe that God is true and real and right when he says it in his word. Faith is the third part of the gospel. 
And the fourth thing is Christ. It's all about Christ. It's not about many ways to, to reach God. Jesus is the way. God has sent his son. Life is in his son. He's the one who came from heaven and became a human and died for our sins to show us the way. And if we receive him and invite him into our lives, as many as received him, he gave the right to be called children of God. Those are the four elements of the gospel. I'm going to just talk about some pictures or some illustrations quickly. There is a, a little way of presenting the gospel called the four spiritual laws or the four points. You can look it up online uh, and there are four things that you can use to tell the gospel. There is also an illustration of a, of a chasm ca caused between us and God by sin and Jesus crosses the bridge between them. Uh, there are many little illustrations that you can use. And there are many objections that people may have to the gospel that you can use verses to overcome. One of them is that how could a good God cause suffering? And the answer to that is that God gives us free will. He doesn't want us to suffer. He's provided a solution in salvation and heaven after we die. But we choose and it causes suffering in the world. And there are many other verses that you can use. Friend, include God's testimony in your testimony. Read the verses in the notes that I've provided and you will find that your testimony gets ramped up to be something that can enable people to come to new faith in Christ. God bless you. Coming up now, this is Chris's story. I was about 20 years of age. I was still at university and I was on a little holiday in London. At time to kill, I was walking through Leicester Square I'm making my way towards what I thought was a street entertainer. When I got there, in fact, it was actually a person talking about Jesus. He explained that if we look at the world, it's quite clear. We all make mistakes. We all mess things up. The world's full of cruelty, abuse. It's full of hatred and anger. It's full of greed. It's full of poverty and injustice. It wasn't what God had in mind. And Jesus is really our passport to heaven. When we recognize what Jesus has done and we accept him as our ambassador, as our, our a representative, and we ask him to be our leader in our lives, then we automatically not only have Jesus coming into our lives with the third person, the Holy Spirit, but we also have an open door into heaven a perfect heaven, which is without sin. When I listened to this, I thought, can this really be true? This is an unbelievable offer, but it is true. And it's the best offer any of us are ever going to get. And so without much hesitation, I decided to ask Jesus into my life. It's the best move I certainly ever made. Okay, fast forward 40 years from me as a, a 20 year old student. I've been so blessed in my life, my Christian life in particular. I have a wonderful wife, I have five children, and now I have five grandchildren. I've been so blessed. But you know, life is full of its troubles. God's helped me in so many ways in my life, and in fact, helped so many other people through prayer that I've witnessed. But I'd like to give two examples of how I regard God really coming to the rescue of my life. Just before the pandemic, I was fortunate enough to buy the businesses I've worked through most of my life. 
It required me putting all of my collateral in my house, all my savings, everything I had to buy these businesses. And then the pandemic struck, COVID. It devastated my businesses. It ruined them. My first year of COVID, the turnover was down 97%. I was facing financial ruin. I was going to lose my house. I was so full of shame and dread, but I kept praying to the Lord. On top of that as well, I had people I'd worked with for 30 years. Some of them, like me, in their 60s. Where were they going to get a job? How were they going to pay their mortgages? But I kept praying and trusting in God. In the end, the pandemic went. And now I'm in a situation where not only I was able to move away and sell my businesses to some of my closest working colleagues, who now, because of the pandemics and the recovery, have now got thriving businesses. But now I'm able to retire. I've got a new chapter. And during that new chapter, there's so many things I can now do that I really wanted to do before particularly in the areas of serving Christ and helping so many of my friends that are in need. In January this year, I was pleased to announce that my daughter gave birth to a little beautiful baby boy called Oscar, my fifth grandchild. Shortly after he was born, he had a condition and the doctors said that he would have to be operated on. Through that period, I watched my daughter and Oscar's father go through such anguish and worrying about this poor little baby having to have its operation, being operated on. Would the outcome be successful? Throughout it, I prayed and prayed because I know God is a healer. The day came for Oscar's operation. He was taken down to the operating theatre. And about an hour later, the doctors came up and told Oscar's parents and in fact, when they'd opened him up, the condition had been completely healed. The doctors said it was a very rare situation. It was a, incredible, hardly ever happened. But I know there was more to it than that. I know God healed him. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.